Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Wishing you a power New Year's. I hope everyone had a fantastic New Year's Eve. Did you make out with somebody as the ball dropped? Maybe you knew them. Maybe you didn't. I hope it was a fantastic end to a wild year and a great beginning to a new year, a new year that will bring hope. We're going to say some mantras. We're going to share some New Year's resolutions, and we are going to shoot for the stars, baby. I got all your entertainment news in one place. Do me a solid. If you enjoy you maybe you're driving around maybe you're on a walk of shame a stride of pride i don't know what you're doing today but if you are out here and need some content i got it for you i'll be back tomorrow with double episodes but today we've just got a singular january 1st episode of the new year let's start the new year the only way i know how singing the new year's anthem it's mariah carey should all acquaintance be forgotten some more of that uh, old Lang sign for the end of this episode here. Boy, I get so emotional when I hear this song. I don't know about you guys. I have put the mileage on when it comes to New Year's. I mean, what was your favorite New Year's Eve? I did it. I I, uh, I watched the ball drop in New York City one year, which I don't recommend. I mean, that is a real crowded and congested place to do it. I got to tell you, this New Year's was spent uh, with my wife and uh, our little baby boy who's growing quickly in the womb at home home. We actually spent the whole New Year's Eve packing. <laughs> I mean, I really uh, outdid myself. I got Little Caesars food. So I'm entering the new year bloated because that's the only way to do Little Caesars is with bloated. You know, they got that hot and hot and ready. And by the this isn't an ad. This sounds like I'm doing an ad read. They got that hot and ready pizza. Well, I showed up and the pizza was neither hot nor ready. Uh, but either way, you can't beat those prices. Is it even food? That's my question. Um, but I tell you what, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, 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 I've logged the miles. I've done New Year's in different parts of the world and had a blast and met so many great people along the way. I'm so much looking forward to 2024. We're moving in two weeks. Going to spend today doing some mimosas uh, and some New Year's morning brunch with some friends. Kind of sad because we're going to be moving, of course, and they're kind of like family. It's our friends that watch our dog whenever we travel, and they've gotten to know our dog, love our dog. I actually think our dog gets sad when we return home because our our dog appreciates our friends more than us. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, we bring the dog by. And of course, our dog Boone is turning 15 in a few weeks. And I don't know, it's one of those things we're moving to Nashville and our friends might not see the dog again. And, you know, when you move, you set these, um, 
you know, you have these moments of finality, right? You have these moments uh, where it's like, I will, I, I might not ever live on the West Coast again. If I ever do move back, it'll be different. And this is a end of a chapter. Sometimes chapters end and new chapters begin and it's a very um, fluid. And then sometimes it's a complete leap. Uh, we call that the quantum leap sometimes. Quantum leap means, uh, you know, the metaphorical sense of a quantum leap. It's like a new beginning, something, uh, you know, a new job opportunity came out of nowhere. I took a whole quantum leap into a new department and it feels like a like a big uh, a big new journey but the scientific reason for a quantum leap is when it's when an electron shifts from one energy level to another and what they've noticed and I'm sharing this with you guys just as a uh, sort of a metaphor for what maybe 2024 could bring for you but what they notice is when an electron goes from one energy level to the next they thought that it would just uh, like like almost like in a linear fashion that it would just like move from one energy level to the next like almost like you would climb up a ladder. But when they studied it, they actually saw that the electron would disappear and then reappear at the next level. So a quantum leap really is about trusting in yourself and knowing that when the time is right, when your energy is right, and all of the systems are in place, you will take that quantum leap to the next level. And it doesn't happen in in a linear fashion, in a way where we can comprehend. It happens all at once. I saw that quantum leap three years ago when my channel took off and all of a sudden I was an employed YouTuber. I saw that quantum leap last year when the podcast took off and all of a sudden we're getting paychecks from Sirius XM. I wish this for you guys. I wish that you can do whatever you can this year to pursue whatever dreams you have so that the quantum leap comes and it hits you so hard and so fast you don't even know what's coming and the abundance and all the hard work pay off in a tangible way. That's what I wish for you guys this year. And I'm starting the year off right with a new sponsor. Their name is Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store prep work. Please skip uh, Little Caesars and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per uh, to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart vegan, and veggie, and more. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Hey, need a special occasion meal, don't we all? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Hey, having a baby soon? Don't have time to cook? This is going to be a perfect addition to my family, that's for sure. Well, head to factormeals.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off. That's code RUSHHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash RUSHHOUR50 to get 50% off. All right. Well, we have some pretty good news stories to get into. Uh, uh, Last year was a tough year for Jeremy Renner, but now he's surprising the Reno Hospital one year after a near-fatal snowplow accident. The actor suffered a near-fatal accident on New Year's Day 2023 that left left him with more than 30 broken bones. The Avengers star suffered near-fatal accidents. You guys might remember this. 
police. He was actually digging out a relative's car with his uh, heavy uh, snow equipment. Somehow, I don't know, fell out of the, 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 the equipment and ran himself over. Just really sad. I mean, the fact they were able to save him was a real miracle. He said this week that he celebrated his year of recovery by dropping in on the renowned regional medical center in Reno, Nevada, to thank the people who saved him. The 52-year-old announced his visit Friday on Instagram and didn't arrive at the clinic empty-handed. Rolling through Reno, Nevada with joy, blessings, and pizza, he wrote, stop by to see kids, superheroes, first responders, and doctors, nurses, and staff at renowned hospital. Paying my respects and celebrating love, life, and the blessings it brings to us all. I got to tell you, I'm sure Jeremy Renner can tell you how fleeting it can all feel when you feel like life is on the line. And I'm sure he has, uh, you know, uh, you know, after this last year of recovery, fought like hell to regain some of that normalcy. And I'm sure he's got an absolutely amazing perspective on it all. Well, I've got a... Uh, Interesting story here. Paula Abdul suing Idol executive Nigel Lithgow for sexual assault. And I've got his reply too. She claims one of the American Idol executive producers, Nigel Lithgow, sexually assaulted her multiple times while she was judging Idol. And so you think you can dance. According to a new lawsuit, she's filed. In the documents obtained by TMZ, she alleges the first assault happened during one of Idol's initial seasons where they were on the road for regional auditions. Paula claims she and Lithgow got into an elevator at their hotel and once the doors closed, he shoved her against a wall and grabbed you know, uh, her. And then the, uh, you know, it, all, it all continues. The second alleged encounter happened after she signed a new contract in 2015 to be a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. And the, um, you know, the reason why she's filing it now, I guess there's a new um law in California that allows people to kind of go after uh, their accusers. Uh, she's coming forward now to do California's Sexual Abuse and Cover-Up Accountability Act, which gives plaintiffs a window to file claims that would otherwise be barred by the statute of limitations. She actually had this wild thing where she said he taunted her by calling her at some point to say they should celebrate because it had been seven years and the statute of limitations had run. Very, very bizarre story. I'm going to share with you his response to this. Of course, he's denying it all right after this quick break. Well, as we uh, live in a land of the free, we have a chance to defend ourselves. And Nigel Lithgow responds to Paula, Paula Abdul's sexual assault allegations. And I'm going to read his statement for you. I think it's only fair. He says, to say that I am shocked and saddened by the allegations made against me by Paula Abdul is a wild understatement. For more than two decades, Paula and I have interacted as dear and entirely platonic friends and colleagues. Yesterday, however, out of the blue, I learned of these claims in the press. And I want to be clear, not only are they false, they are deeply offensive offensive to me and to everything I stand for. Lithgow said that he can't pretend to understand exactly why she would file a lawsuit that she must know is untrue, but I can promise that I will fight this appalling smear with everything I have. Well, in Paula's uh, case, she says as soon as one of the assaults happened that she actually went to, I believe, an assistant or a friend and, and was able to communicate what happened right away, decided not to press charges back then. She was already a celebrity. My guess is this is documented somewhere. And when that person comes forward and says, yeah, no, Paula told me this happened nine years ago. She didn't want to press charges because no one would believe her. This was the pre Me Too movement. You know, I can totally understand how a powerful man like him uh, might have thought that uh, he, he could get away with these types of things. But again, innocent until proven guilty, although it doesn't look like Paula Abdul has any reason to lie in this circumstance. Right, folks? All right. Well, 
It looks like, here's an article that's good for the new year. Scientists find new reasons we should avoid sharing a bed with our partners. Oh boy, you know, this is that, that week where there's like no news articles so that we have these kind of weird ones here. The question is, should you share a bed with your partner? It's a common question and one that does not have an obvious answer. On one hand, sharing a bed with your partner offers a sense of security and comfort. But on the other, having a bed partner who snores, fidgets, or steals the sheets can often lead to a bad night's sleep. I got to say, my wife and I don't really seem to have a problem. You know, sometimes we'll, uh, you know, get a little frisky in our sleep. You know, you have one of those dreams, you wake up, you think there's a spider on you. You know, after I cover that spider story, do you remember that spider story from a few days ago? Oh man, I I accidentally told my wife, I got to be very careful with spiders. I told her about the story. You know, it was one where they said spiders are attracted to body butter. So like there was a wolf spider that was running after somebody. Sure enough, that night, my wife had a nightmare that a chub spider, as she put it, was chasing after her. Uh, but either way, uh, the study that they're showing here actually involved mice. They were studying like the how mice sleep together versus apart. And it's like, look, I know mice and humans aren't exactly the same uh, animals here. So maybe humans could handle sleeping together. The results published in the journal Current Biology revealed that mice that slept together tended to fall asleep and wake up at the same time and showed syn- synchrony in the intensity of non-rapid eye movement, REM sleep. This state encompasses three sleep stages, including deep sleep, which are essential for physical recovery and memory consolidation. While the team observed synchrony in this sleep stage, they also found that the resulting sleep was more fragmented, leading to poorer sleep quality overall. All right, I guess that, yeah. When you get up, try to tiptoe. You know, I'll tell you what. When I wake up, I tiptoe into the other room. When my wife wakes up, it feels like she's like leading a marching band. It's like, can you be more quiet? Although I'm usually the first one up in the morning. Once we have a baby, all things are set to change, though. All right, Tom Brady. This was big news I saw today because, as you guys know, look, I'm a Patriots fan. We just missed the playoffs this year, (laughs) you know, by about a dozen victories. Uh, And Tom Brady just nestled in retirement, looking svelte at, you know, in his mid to late 40s. He said he almost unretired from the NFL in 2023. The retired QB in greatest of all time uh, made the shocking confession in an end of year Instagram post that featured a collection of photos. So here's what he had to say. Um, He said, looking back on 2023, grateful for every moment, cherishing the highs, blah, blah, blah. Hug your kids, call your parents, all that jazz. Then he says, the only downside to 2023 was when I was about to unretire in May and my friends through a surprise retirement party kind of forced my hand. Hey, Bubba, it's not too late. You can always unretire and join the Patriots. We just need to get a couple players for you and we'll be ready to go. Timothy Chalamet's Wonka is back at number one to end the year, a box office boom in 2023. He's entering 2024 as king of the box office, marking the end of what's been a pretty damn good year in terms of ticket sales, says TMZ. The actor's latest offering, Wonka, returned to number one this weekend, this after claiming the same spot two weeks ago when it first debuted and slipping to number two last week after the release of Aquaman 2, which technically came in first but still underperformed by a lot. So either way, I I think I might 
might go see, I might see that tonight. I don't know. Have you guys seen Wonka? Is it worth my time? All right. Here's some wonky news. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, trying to make a Wonka pun there. Survivor champs and one of my favorites, Parvati and Erica, come out as members of LGBTQ community. So very good for them, both in the news for that. By the way, I just finished season 45 of Survivor. What a fun year. I loved the Boston guy. He was my favorite. He was emotional and authentic. Um, he, he had no shot. It was a snowball's shot in hell, but I loved him anyway. Um, I'm not spoiling anything. You can go watch it. It's totally worth it. So some Survivor fan favorites gave show loyalists an update on their personal lives and whether it was a coincidence or not, both announcements came on the same day. That's right. Parvati said, we're here. We're queer. Happy New Year. And that was a photo of her and I, I guess with her new girlfriend here. Um, she was considered one of the all-time best to hit the Survivor Islands in winner of Survivor Micronesia in 2008. Posted a set of cute pics of herself with comedian Mae Martin Saturday with the caption, and I just read the caption for you. It's seemingly the first time there's been any indication the two were an item. Parvati was previously married to Survivor contestant John Fincher, but they separated in 2021. Hey, leave me a comment. Would you guys want more Survivor news? Um, let me know if you guys would want more Survivor news because uh, I got it here. I'd be happy to do that for you. Uh, just let me know. All right. Well, since it's New Year's, we might as well do some soul searching for the New Year. Oh, by the way, I actually I should have led with this. Um, I got a wild rumor and I wanted to be the first to say it out loud. I was told by somebody who's close in the Bachelor Nation to look out, and maybe maybe you guys could do this if you're bored today. I was told to look out for a possible hard launch of a new relationship in Nashville in the Bachelor world. I don't know who it is. I'm giving you guys the work. Here's the homework. Go dig through the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day parties. Go look on the Instagrams and see if you can spot somebody who may be launching a new relationship in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm, you know, that can't be Braden and Christina. They're already together. Victoria and Greg Grippo are already together. Who else isn't? And again, it doesn't mean they live in Nashville. I was just told that there is a new couple in Nashville, one more time, folks, celebrating New Year's together. Maybe they were making out when the ball dropped. Maybe not. You know, the New Year's has a way of, of speeding up uh, hard launches. You might remember, I believe it was last year or maybe two years ago. I guess it was last year. Katie Thurston was car caught canoodling with a um, that dude from uh, that Netflix reality show. I already forgot his name. Either way, that fizzled out fast, as it as it tends to do in the uh, in the reality TV world. Either way, here's an article uh, from the Art of Having Fun, graymalin.com. Gray's must. Uh, I don't know Gray Malin, but it looked like a good article. Start your new year off right with seven easy steps. Let's jump into these steps. What might they be? Savor your sleep, number one. This is the first on my list and for good reason. Without enough sleep, all other functions start to fail and too many sleepless nights in a row will catch up to you. Start off this year by setting a bedtime and then try as often as possible to make it a priority. Above all else, again, I'm having a baby in May. I know everyone who's had babies, oh, good luck with that. You know, a bunch of 
cynical moms out there. Uh, we're going to try our best. Who knows? Maybe the kid likes to sleep through the night. Maybe he doesn't. We'll have to see. Number two, this is a good one. Double down on water. In my personal experience, says uh, Gray, staying hydrated somehow gets lost between all of the to-dos on my list. To make sure you're getting at least the minimal amount of water your body needs, try marking certain points throughout your day with a glass of water. Now, you know what I do? It's $10 on Amazon. You can get one of those giant jugs that'll, that you fill it up and just make sure it's, you drink it all by the end of the day. Obviously, it's better to pace it out, but you know, try to get all your water in. Uh, up until two years ago, I'm not kidding, I never drank water. I'm, I literally never drank water. And drinking water can really help get rid of anxiety and a lot of, I mean, it just helps regulate you and it's great for your skin and all that jazz. Um, and by the way, the, the resolution I did last year, which I did not break one day, was I don't bring my cell phone into the bedroom. I just don't do it, folks. You might think it's not a problem with you, but if you doom scroll, even if it's only half an hour a day, how many hours a year are wasted because we're looking at our cell phones and not getting a good night's sleep? Now, I'll still watch a little TV before bed, which I know is not good, but it's a hell of a lot better than a cell phone three inches from your eyeball, you know, uh, telling you all these toxic thoughts. All right, number three on the list, commit to a skincare routine. This is a great one. This one might take a little extra effort, especially for the guys, but sticking to a skincare routine can benefit you both now and later. Not only is it a great way to start each morning or at night feeling refreshed, but the right products can leave your skin glowing and free of dirt. My wife is so much better at this than I am. I mean, I literally half the time don't even splash water on my face. I'll brush my teeth, but I really need a better ritual there. So there you have it, a good ritual. And I tell you what, I will get to the uh, other three tips for the new years here. I think they're going to be worth your while to listen. I'll have those tips and then we'll end it with a with a nice New Year's message. All that and more right after the break. All right, we're going through our six tips for a good new year. And number four is balance work and play. In most cases, our jobs and work take priority over many other things in our life, including our sleep, as mentioned above. Of course, the ability to work hard is a highly valued skill and work commitments should always be addressed. But sometimes the most valuable part of being successful is knowing when to close your email and do something you love. You know, this is really important for me with stand-up comedy is like you always have to do new things and have fun moments because you're you, you can't write new material if you're not living. And one of the traps I fall into is I spend too many hours at the office here at the desk doing podcasts and YouTube. And while I do enjoy this job, it's like, you know, it, this is like a side of relationship to my main creative love, which is stand-up comedy. And one of my goals for 2024 is to focus a little bit more on selling myself and getting myself on better stages so I can perform longer sets in front of more crowds. And I'm just so excited. I already have a show in Clarksville, Tennessee, I think on February 11th. I might even be back in Los Angeles if, if this lawsuit still happens. I'll probably have more on that news tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, my lawyer is going to be meeting with Janeth Doeth's lawyer on Wednesday to see if she's still suing me. Uh, so I tell you what, though, nothing, none of this, none of, none of, the, none of the negative energy there is going to affect me in this new year. I am rock solid. So excited that we were able, you know, you know, here's what I'd love to do. 
It's too late now if you're listening to this now because, uh, but I love to start my New Year's resolutions in December. Uh, I love to get a good bit of momentum going. Like last year, I was like, well, maybe in 2023, I'll start the podcast. And then I ended up starting it after October. And this year, I was like, well, maybe I'll start doing double episodes um, in 2024. And then I ended up starting that after um, yeah, Thanksgiving. And I just love going into a li- going into the new year with a little bit of momentum. But hey, don't let that stop you. Uh, you know, little choices every single day can really take us to the next level. All right, let's round this up with our final two tips here. Make your mornings positive. Number five, some people may claim that they simply are not a morning person, but I'm a firm believer that even when waking up is difficult, you can start each day in a positive way with a few simple morning rituals. This will be different for everyone, so find what makes you happy in the morning and stick to it, whether it's a playlist, a motivational podcast, your favorite workout, or simply a walk with your best buddy. Just do something that fills your morning with positivity and sets the mood for your day. And the final tip here for a good new year, give yourself a technology curfew. Oh, perfect. Just what I was saying. We're all guilty of laying in bed and scrolling through our phones late at night, even if we know it's not the best habit. I Guys, I didn't even read this beforehand and it, and it lines up perfectly. Although it takes effort, the start of a new year is the perfect opportunity to discipline yourself when it comes to technology. Try setting a curfew for yourself. Put your phone in another room at least an hour or two before going to bed and don't touch it until morning. It not only allows your body and mind time to wind down before sleep, but forces you to spend a couple of dedicated hours with your significant other, your roommate, or yourself. Yeah, you know what I did is I bought an Apple Watch because I understand the anxiety that some people have where, you know, your alarm is attached to your cell phone and what if someone calls you or what if you need something? Well, for me, um, I can I can look at my watch if like I'm getting a phone call and it doesn't bother me. But what by not having my cell phone with me when I go to bed, I can't doom scroll. I can't just randomly go check the algorithm or look at this or, or comment on somebody's post. And, you know, so by taking away all of the sort of addictive parts of the cell phone, the social media, you know, it's like, I'm not getting that many text messages. I'm not getting that many phone calls. That's not really the issue. And I will say this, if you do want better um, um, efficiency when it comes to learning better habits, um, Atomic Habits, guys, it's, um, I, had, I didn't even search it, but Atomic Habits is a book that I've been working my way through and you can just go buy it online. It's not a sponsor. Tiny changes, remarkable results. So the idea behind um, Atomic Habits, it's if you if you are addicted to the TV and always turn the TV on, take the batteries out of the remote control. So the idea between Atomic Habits is if you have a sugar addiction, don't have the cookies sitting out. You know, Make it slightly harder for yourself to not just fall prey to that addiction, whatever it may be. Um, but don't take it for me, the books are a great way to start the new year and really just get more efficient because look, life's not all about, you know, work hard and find all the new ways to make yourself 24-7 productive. But I will say this, we we all for the most part, in some way or another, are addicted to a form of technology, and it'd be better to not have the technology control us, but we control the technology. Hey, and if that means, uh, you know, you put the podcast down for an hour and listen to music because it's better for your creative mind, then go ahead and do that. And maybe it means getting away from your computer and listening to a podcast while you go walk. Whatever that ebb and flow is, I support it. I thank you guys all so much for being a part of my community here, our community. I'm so excited for what's to come this year and man buckle up and get ready for this ride i just i'm so excited right now to give us our final introduction to the new year so you guys have a fantastic rest of your day or whatever the hell you got going on there and let's go to mariah carey and let her finish it off with the new year's anthem god bless you all happy new year's Ah!
Happy New this episode please leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and if you didn't don't join the free facebook group dave neal's community got cash become a premium member at patreon.com slash dave neal link in the description below and don't forget to follow dave on instagram at d neals for upcoming stand-up shows see you tomorrow on the rush